Welcome to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony Rumfalo. I'm Aaron Rumfalo. How's it going? Hey, it's Ryan here. <laughs> I need to come up with a new intro because, what is this, our ninth episode now? Well, maybe. Yeah, but also our last name's so long, it's like all people are hearing is, Welcome to another edition of Rumfalo, Rumfalo, Rumfalo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like... So, yeah, we all have the same last name, we so, could, yeah. We could, like, go down the road of the aviation heritage, like, with the Wright brothers, and just be like, hey, it's the Rumfalo brothers. That's probably a better intro there, Tony. <laughs> You're the DJ. Why aren't you coming up with that? Come on. Well, because I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks. Maybe I'll mute the mic and talk a little more smack on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. What a... What a crazy few days in the aviation industry, huh? Oh, my God. I know. Yep, kind of sad, but crazy. And it's, you know, it's the cliche of when uh, aviation accidents happen, they come in, they say they come in threes. And right after the uh, one of them we'll talk about, the Horizon Air, there was even just a little plane crash right outside or right at St. George where you're at, Tony, yeah, in yeah, Utah. Yeah. Southern Utah. So first thing uh, yesterday morning about nine o'clock. So yeah, just you know, weird. Yeah, I, it is weird, and I don't know honestly, like if it's something I I just laughed because I said like. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's. No, we never use like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> never. Go back and listen to our last episode. Still, and pay attention to Aaron. I'm still an amateur. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, but I'm going to retitle that the like episode. <laughs> the, the like episode, yeah. Um, no, what I was going to say is I don't know if, if if when something major happens or crazy, like we'll talk about this Horizon Air thing in Seattle, um, if maybe the media just, it's like a hot topic and so... You know, all of a sudden they're reporting things more than they would, but I don't know if it's that or if they really happen in threes. So I'm going to knock on wood and hope that these two we heard about. But thankfully there wasn't a huge loss of life. Well, well there, there was... Sorry, go ahead, Tony. No, I was just going to say, if I mean, if we got online and just did a search for aircraft incidents for this last week, I'm sure we'd find one. Well, or when yeah. was that... Aeromexico uh, Embraer crash where everybody oh, survived. Right. That's right. Oh, that was just recent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that was, was also so just go. recent. There's the so, third. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was like a full aircraft, and the thing after it hit the ground, it was on takeoff, so I don't think they got up too high, but everybody survived, and I think you can chalk that up to good training, like with the flight crews and you know right. the the flight attendants and you know being able to um, have everybody egress the aircraft so fast. And, I mean, that's definitely training. Oh, for sure. And keeping calm, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, pretty impressive well, and you know, keep calm like there that. There was another one that I can think of off the top of my head, too. Um, 
over in uh, Europe, there was that Ryanair 737, and somebody's, like, cell phone battery or laptop battery caught fire. And they were on the ground. They weren't in the air, thank God, but they were on the ground. But there's actually somebody that uh, exited the aircraft and then was filming everybody else behind them mm-hmm. uh, coming down, like, the, the slide. And people were, like... I mean, it looked like sheep trying to get through a gate. I mean, there was just, <laughs> oh, people no. were just jumping on that thing on top of each other. I mean, it was unbelievable. Wow. Wow. <laughs> just, yeah, you so, should uh, you, YouTube that. Was the, uh, um, was the battery in the cargo hold, in the baggage hold? No, no, it was in the uh, passenger compartment. It was uh, in a bag on the floor, and, and there was, like, video of it, like, smoking and burning. I mean, it was actually on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. So, so they uh, they did an emergency. Uh, uh, what what's the proper? What do they call that? Just I know an the evacuation. Like call it egress or something. Yeah, but... emergency egress uh, evacuation. Yeah, so... Holy shit! The plane's emergency, on fire. Get yeah, out of my way. Emergency evacuation. I'm sure that's what they call it. <laughs> I'm sure. There's... But anyway, I mean, again, no, like nobody was hurt on that, and I think that they got that bag off that aircraft before it was able to burn or damage the aircraft. Oh, well, how if everyone's trying to climb over each other? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, and then I guess. Um... You know, just talking about that, you know, there there are things that happen, and it's just, it's good to hear that some of the, the safety protocols and all that were followed, and, and you know, there right. wasn't any major loss of life, even though I'm sure there were probably some that we don't know about that could have happened as well, but, oh, yeah. um, you know, we're just, while Aaron's pulling up this video, I'll just kind of comment and say... Oh, wow, yeah, Aaron's pulling it up right now. People are, like, diving off the side of this thing. It's like, and they're just, like, jumping on top of each other. They look like they're on a banana boat out, like, on the lake or something. Damn. It's a cell phone, people! (laughs) No, it literally looks like someone just went, the last one out is a loser or something like that, and they all just... Last one out so piled out, man. There are people. They weren't even going down the slide. They were falling off the side. Yeah, could have been like a nuclear gas passing incident as well. You know, I just no. You you weren't I, on the aircraft. I I did just have a Chipotle burrito right before we recorded this. Just get the stomach gurgles. You know you're in trouble. Um, you know anyway, we need to we need to what? get uh, we need to get Chipotle to sponsor our podcast. Yeah, you'd like that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, they used to sponsor my morning show, so <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, um, well yes. we, need, we need to have at least seven listeners. Before yeah, I know, consider. right? So <laughs> come on, we, uh, I know number seven, you're out there. <laughs> why don't we just kind of? Let everyone know what we're going to kind of talk about today and get going so we don't have another almost hour and a half episode. Um, Why? You got a um, problem with that? (laughs) No, but (laughs) I just don't think we need to run it that long. Although, you know, it's fine. We're just talking, doing our thing. But I think um, we kind of just gave a few uh, little glimpses of what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about this thing that happened up at SeaTac with the Horizon Arrow. Talk a little bit about I I kind of wanted to talk about a couple of things that uh, were kind of annoying me about 
not not the aviation industry, but just maybe like oh media, media, oh, maybe yes. lack of appreciation for the, the ignorance, aviation industry. Uh, the ignorance surrounded by the oh, that I, surrounds dude, the aviation I, we industry. We need to start a new hashtag, not just fake news, but like ignorance news, like. <laughs> There I go with my goddamn likes again. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We just I need to have like a little family feud X button so when you say like I can just hit the button. <laughs> um but in all honesty though, there needs to be like a hashtag. Yeah. Yeah, there there should be. Maybe we can come up with some sort of yeah, clever hashtag like av idiot or something like that. <laughs> no, something serious. something simple like BSOB. So it's just yeah, an acronym. Exactly. And or, uh, yeah. Or on Blue Thunder, um Jaffo. Jaffo. Remember Jaffo? That's uh, <laughs> that's actually a good idea. Just another beep idiot. You know what? Op- that's actually operator. Yeah, we we should use that hashtag Jaffo. We need to make a Jaffo hat. That's that's <laughs> just funny. like uh, Lyman Good had in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, so, so uh, in addition to that, of course, um, yeah, Ryan, I think you kind of Aaron, you had a couple things you wanted to talk about as well, right? Oh yeah, there was um, an article that somebody wrote that like he wants like the Blue Angels to be retired. So this will be and... our first official hashtag Jaffo story. Yeah, um, well, and not Jaffo. only not only that, but what gets me is this is also from Seattle. So what the fuck, Seattle? What's yeah. going on with aviation up there? <laughs> I guess and we'll then... have to. Uh... What? <laughs> <laughs> and then on that note, um, and then of course we'll uh, we'll wrap up this episode with the uh, uh, the next edition of the uh, aircraft challenge, right? That's right. coming up. Right. So yeah, not necessarily the next edition, oh, but the next round. The next yeah. round. Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I haven't had that long to modify it yet into edition <laughs> 2.0, but. but yeah, so, so let's, let's so talking about this. Uh, it's still Blue on Angels third article. grade let's poster just... board. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, it's the best way to do it. That's 1.0. Um, <laughs> All right, right. Yeah, go let's, ahead. Let's jump in and talk, start talking about this Blue Angels article. So Aaron has it pulled up here. I've already read it. Um, so I already forgot the guy's name because really I don't care. But uh, His name is Patrick Pilcher. And what drives me nuts is the article starts out with, he's a veteran. So if you're a veteran, apparently you can say how shitty aviation is, but that's not right. Hey, I just got to throw this out there. His initials are PP. (laughs) Yeah, we'll call him PP. Now, now one second that one of the one of the uh, the wonderful things about this country that we live in uh, and we're we're here from the United States. I'm sure you could tell from our accents. um, (laughs) For lack thereof. What are you talking about? (laughs) So so we have this thing called freedom of speech. So he's entitled to offer his opinion. However. Freedom of speech goes both ways, because when your opinion is a stupid-ass opinion, then we can rip it to shreds. So- no, exactly. PP can spread his opinion or his PP anywhere he wants. <laughs> he can PP into the wind. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're right, Tony. It, it, it is what it is, and you know what? I don't have a problem with him voicing his opinion, but no. you know what? He better just... 
be able to accept any criticism if he's gonna write a piece like this <laughs> write you know, a pp like that <laughs> write a pp like this um you know i would i would like to hear what uh maybe the blue angels pilots or the families of those pilots would have to say about this article because right. you know it, it, here just right from the be- sorry the opening paragraph mm-hmm. he says let, let me just quote this. Seafair has always bought, brought a festive mood to the Puget Sound region. No one can deny the excitement of the Navy Blue Angels roaring overhead. And this is the line that pisses me off that I think isn't very tasteful. As he says, yeah, I find their annual visit in poor taste. I'm just like, yeah, exactly. What? It's like, then don't go to Seafair, you idiot. Yeah, stay at home. Don't worry about it then. How about How about you just let everyone who like has the pride in going and seeing this go and enjoy it but poor taste like are you yeah. kidding me and not only that he calls the blue angels at seafair a diversion yeah right? it's just you know it's like think about the sacrifices these guys are making and their families are making and you're just gonna sit behind your little <clears throat> computer screen and say that it's poor taste like well and and i on, think man. that he forgets that uh just like the thunderbirds these pilots, they're combat pilots. This is a temporary assignment. If we were all of a sudden to go to war, these guys would be right where the fight is. So they take exactly. off their Blue Angels uniforms. They put on their war uniforms, so to speak, you know, and yeah. and they're and, and but but that doesn't even I mean, what I'm saying shouldn't even be taking away from, you know, the risk that they take every time they take off. You know, yeah, well, I the mean, Thunderbirds lost a pilot this year. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, and, and and the Blue Angels lost one. I don't know if it was last season, but it was the season right. before. Yep. So it's just uh, that he would just I, say, uh, "Your remarks are in poor taste, sir." Yeah. <laughs> no. no well, to get for that. real. And then he says something to to the extent of it's more of the military muscle flexing, and it's like it, damn straight. Yeah, that's what I want to say and be like, hell yeah. Don't don't you think? I bet you anything. When they do these air shows and these teams, I bet you, even though they would never admit it, behind closed doors, they're probably like, "Let's show the world what our air force is like." You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I'm saying, like, <laughs> damn it. Well, at least somebody else is saying it. <laughs> you know, and and so, and he goes on just to kind of say, and, and you know, I'm I'm um. Kind of summarizing. I'm not if I'm going to quote an actual line, you know, but I'll say it. But he just kind of talks about how the real purpose is to support the recruitment, giving the citizens a seat of the pants example of our tax dollars at work. You know, I just want to be like. And then he says, the enormous amount of money, is it justified? Like, are you <laughs> shitting me? Like, do you know how many of us have grown up going to air shows and, I mean, watching movies like Top Gun, uh, going to air shows, going to airports, seeing a military aircraft take off, seeing a military aircraft do a demo, the Blue Angels, the Thunderbirds? It's it's unbelievable what that does. Not only does that give you pride for being, you know, American as we are, we're Americans. I mean, if we were over in... In uh, England, it'd be like the Red Arrows. Like, how cool would that be to see a flight demo? Or, right. You know, any any country you're from, like, that is part of who you are and how you are protected and how our freedoms 
and whatever your country is trying to protect itself. Like that is how that is part of how we live the lives that we do. And for him to sit there and insult the Blue Angels by saying, those aircraft used by the Blue Angels are designed for combat, not barnstorming circus props. Like, fuck you, PP. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. No, like, it, it is. is. He's it got is. an opinion to say what he wants, but if he's going to be this stupid and uh, about this, then... Uh, well, and you bet really... it's a recruiting tool. You yeah. bet, you know, I bet there are so many pilots either in the Navy or the Air Force or wherever. I mean, remember, um, you know, there's there's people out, and I say remember, sorry, I was in my no, own head ahead. here, but I, I've grown up with people who have told me that they're pilots now because they went to an air show when they were younger, and now they're in the military. In fact, there there's a buddy of mine right now who, well, I guess I shouldn't say a buddy. I mean, he was a friend when I worked with him. I don't really stay in touch, but he flies B-1s now. Wow. And we used to talk in the line shack about air shows and aviation and things like that, you know? So I just, here, here's the thing. And we've already said this guy's entitled to his pain, and that's fine. Not taking that away from him. You can say whatever the hell you want. But here's just what irritates me the most, I think, is he talks about the air show being in poor taste. Well, I hope he was really considering all the people that he was kind of offending in this. And obviously, he he probably wasn't, but thinking that way, and if he was and he wrote it anyway, well, then he's just an asshole. You know, I mean, come on. uh, Exactly. And here's, okay, here's the last thing that I'm going to say about this. And just this section right here that I'm going to read from his article in my opinion, completely discredits his argument and basically makes this this article just ridiculous and, like, next. He talks about his final objection to the Blue Angels is that the Jets conjuring up horrifying images among many recent immigrants from war-torn countries. When the fighters roar in at low altitude, as they often do at Thief Bear... It can be a reminder of the terror of death, raining from the sky in the form of cluster bombs or other weapons. The images remain fused into the memories of people who (laughs) suffered so much during war. We should be more sensitive toward the feelings of these people. I'm sorry, but I'm so fired up. This guy's an idiot. He does not understand what defending freedom is all about. He doesn't. Okay? He doesn't. It is, and if these... The whole reason the Blue Angels are there is to show, guess what? If you're a dictator, if you are somebody that's that that's committing genocide, if you are somebody that is trying to, you know, uh, commit all kinds of, of, of crimes against humanity and people, and you, like... You are going to have to face the That's most right. powerful military force on this planet. We will be coming never... for you. Exactly. And those jets, that is for you. And end of story. <laughs> like, I, I just can't believe so, the, uh, right. the ignorance that this guy... And, and, you know, 
thank you, PP, for fighting in Vietnam, for serving our country. And I guess you were a park ranger, too. Thank you for picking up the litter at our campgrounds. But and for God's sure sake, people pay their fees when, yeah, when and, they're there for 10 minutes. Exactly. Fishing but, license patrol. <laughs> but I think PP needs to really sit down and really think about it sounds like to me he's taking his freedom and his country for granted. And that's yes, my is. final opinion about it. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. One thing I want to say about the Blue Angels, the Thunderbirds, you know, the A-10 demo team, the Legacy Flight team, all of these teams, they work and train really hard for what they do. And do. every time I see them, it just gives me this overwhelming sense of pride that I'm in a country that can defend itself and that will defend itself and that will defend its people and its interests, whether you agree right. with that and call it political rhetoric or not, I don't care. I know what I like and I know what uh, this the military does for our country. And having served in the military, no, I mm -hmm. didn't go to Afghanistan. No, my life wasn't on the line. It could have been at any moment. I could have been deployed, but I wasn't. I was always here stateside. But you know what? Just just having worn that uniform, every time I see them perform, it, it, it I just have this overwhelming sense of pride. I'm glad that I live in the country that I do. And yeah, so PP can go F.O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So I'll I'll just give my closing, not necessarily arguments, but opinion. Um, you know, when Aaron was reading that article, and I was just seeing how fired up he, you know, <laughs> you both make some very good points. I I will say also thank you for serving your our country in Vietnam. Um, but you know, there's so much that goes into an air show. Let's even just not talk about just the pilots and their family. Let's talk about the guys on the ground that help these things make these things happen. And he's talking about, you know, it's, it's, it's a reminder of terror and death and the images they're fused into the memory. And you know what? You're damn right. The images are fused into my brain and what those images are, are the men and women out there doing the ground shows. And, and you got the military guys walking around protecting the crowds You've got I every time I either see the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds, you know, I get teary eyed. I'm filled with that sense of pride you were talking about, Tony. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, to me, this just seemed like a little <laughs> article trying to be a little political about the military and things like that. And it's just like, you know, don't take it for granted because these are the exact kind of people, in my opinion, PP, I don't know you, but in my opinion, when the shit starts hitting the fan, I don't know if you'd be one of those that would be willing to step up again and take take some action because it's so frustrating to hear people just act like our military isn't really that important. Yeah, and it is. So and exactly. PP probably witnessed that uh, that Dash Eight flying around that was that was taken from SeaTac and then the F-15s which those guys kicked ass. They were there like within minutes, the reports are. Oh, shit. I uh, can't wait to see his next letter to the editor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Time to retire F-15s because they scared all the deer on the Puget Sound mountainside. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. Well, we might as well. Oh, man. Uh, 
we'll uh, we'll give the PP story a, a rest now. Um, but uh, great transition into uh, what happened at SeaTac uh, Airport, Seattle Tacoma Airport, on uh, Saturday. Just some crazy. That was yesterday. Just some crazy shit. <laughs> So, I I know. I, I mean, know. so give us the basics on it. I'm sure everyone in the aviation industry heard, but for someone who maybe didn't hear, right? Well, first off, uh, Newsweek has labeled this kid or this guy as a terrorist. Or no, excuse me, I, I I take that back. They've labeled him as a hijacker. I mean, I guess technically you could say that. It just sounds like a. Uh, an, an unfortunate situation, a guy who was suicidal for one reason or another, no no really motive has uh, come out from all the different stories that I've read. But yeah. um, It's more grand theft airplane. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I don't know if his intent was to commit suicide <clears throat> or, you know, if he got up in the air and decided, okay, I'm going to commit suicide now because what I did, I just totally yeah. screwed myself well, for the rest of my was, life. He knew he was yeah, probably he was in a lot well, of... T- when you listen to the ATC communication with him, you feel bad for the guy because he sounds like a normal, cool ramper. Right. Like, no, I didn't and, hear and, that. What was he saying? And there's there's reports that he was just a ramp worker or a mechanic. Like, mm-hmm. and when I say just a ramp worker, that's not. I mean, I'm in not, other words, he just wasn't it, qualified. Right, he wasn't qualified to fly to, the aircraft. Exactly, right. where a mechanic would be qualified to do engine runs in order, right. you know, stuff like that. And so, um, he just sounds like a normal dude. Right. And I feel bad for him because. You wonder what it was that drove him to do that. I mean, there's all kinds of things we go through in life. And, you know, you just hope it wasn't like financial problems or so. I mean, because money, financial problems, it comes and goes. Money comes and goes and shit, you know, it's it. I feel bad for him because air traffic control is trying to get him to land and, and they're being nice to him. And he's just getting right. back. He's like, what was he saying? So he was saying I'll, yeah, I'll, go ahead. I'll go ahead and quote. So the guy's name was Richard Russell. He went by Bebo. Um, and he <clears> was just, he was a ramper uh, that that worked at Seattle Tacoma Airport for Horizon Airlines. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. And uh, he, the reports were that he actually used a pushback tug, pushed back the aircraft, <laughs> obviously disconnected it, got in there and started the aircraft. Now, uh, Horizon is saying they had no knowledge that of him being a pilot at all. So uh, now the other thing, too, is being a, a dispatch. Well, I'll go back to this in just a second. But anyway, yeah, he got the yeah. aircraft started. How he taxied out onto either a runway or a long enough taxiway to get the aircraft off the ground at a, an extremely busy international airport... Oh, uh, I know. That I is know, an, uh, is a feat in itself. But then, of course, he got airborne. He started doing all the stunts. Uh, not, I don't. And, and again, we don't know if they were stunts. If he didn't necessarily have control over the airplane. No, there, it, there's controlled to me. No, it the was, a lot of it was controlled because there, there's quotes where he's talking about he wants to do a barrel roll. Yeah. Oh, there so are. He, see, he I didn't knows. see that. Oh, yeah. so no, he 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 definitely. 
He definitely knew what he wanted to do. So what were do. some of the things I'm I'm going to ask again that he was saying when the tower so, was, or they were here, trying to talk so him down. He had let's he had place. indicated that he was he was low on fuel at one point during the flight and the air traffic controllers were actually Hey, hold on. I got some audio. Okay. Wow. I feel bad for the guy. I, Sounds like yeah, a, I, I ready to bring it down just but holy smoke. I gotta stop the fuel because it's going down quick. Oh, and oh we just my. saw the footage of him okay, getting uh, no. and turn and uh we'll we'll take you down to the uh, southeast please. So anyway, I'll I'll, That's I'll turn crazy. that audio off, but wow. I mean you hear you hear him like he's concerned about not messing things up. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He doesn't want to mess up, you know, whatever military field, McCord or what, whatever yeah, they were yeah, talking whatever about. Yeah, um, And he's I, just, well, and the thing is, is he sounds just so collected. Like, yeah, he does sound collected. He's just, and, and he's flying this aircraft he has absolutely no qualifications in. Right. We were watching the footage while that was playing, and it's not some of the stuff he was. Oh, it makes no. me feel safe to fly in yeah. a, in a Q400. Q400, because that thing was nose diving, rolling, and it was just holding on like nothing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I mean, that kudos uh, to uh, Bombardier for building such I, a great aircraft. I'm, I'm sure uh, Bombardier's uh, development team has taken a cold hard look at that video and just oh, yeah. they're like, well, shit, George, do you, do you know that could do that, eh? <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, so Tony. They, so does it? Did they? Did you guys hear if they? Um, did they get any information as to why he did it? Like, was it... Because, um, you know, when the media reports come out, they they over-exaggerate everything. Oh, yeah. Um, they do. Was he really suicidal, or did he do this, and then yeah, he realized he, he, he wouldn't land, and so he and, and I can land, and, I mean? And I can answer that, because yeah. there was a communication between ATC and... and what was his name again? 
It's it, Richard Russell, I believe. Richard? Yes. Rich? Bo- yeah, Bobo or something. I, yeah, Bebo. I remember um, ATC calling him Rich. Yeah. Um, but there was a, an exchange, ATC exchange, that maybe we could find, um, where he's talking about how there's lots of people that have loved him, and he's probably like going to disappoint them, and he's really sorry. Well, and... I've got the quote right here from the, uh, okay, from the news article. That, so yeah. it just says, he said, I've got a lot of people that care about me. It's going to disappoint them to hear that I did this. Just a broken guy, got a few loose screws, I guess. Unquote. Yeah. So yeah, he just—it's just too bad. I mean, he—that makes me feel so bad. For yeah, him. I, feel, I feel bad. I mean, it's—it's—I've always thought people that commit suicide—it's really selfish, and I still believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it—it—it it, it makes it more real when you hear about you know when when you actually hear the transmissions between him because most people aren't talking to somebody right i mean i guess they could if they called a suicide line or they were talking to no somebody. but you would think okay so just based on the video footage of seeing the plane flying around and yeah you know you immediately assume that his state of mind is just totally messed up you yeah. you would expect the you would expect the transmissions to be like Quit trying to talk me down, man. I'll do it. I'll crash yeah, into the ground. I'll I do know. this. I'll do that. And he's just like, ah. Oh, yeah. No threats. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I don't want to mess with anyone else's day. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, that's just too bad. But, you know, I, I think about the beginning of this whole story and you saying how, you know, he pushed it back and he did this <clears> and that. I look back at my ramp days and there are sometimes you as a ramper have full control of that airplane. Absolutely. You're out there working graveyard shift, middle of the night, you know, um, you have the access and I guarantee they're going to change a lot of rules. Yeah, for yeah. ramp crews over the next few weeks. Well, let's uh, let, there, let's, there will. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about okay, so one of the big media things that that I was listening to over the coverage of this over the last 24 hours is apparently there's there's a lot of media members and even some quote-unquote aviation experts that say it's almost impossible for somebody to like jump in an aircraft like that start it up do this you know okay let no, me it's say not if you're an, if you're an av geek you can figure that stuff out so easy i mean you could well, figure out how to use most of those okay, systems just by using flight simulator well, i was just gonna say that flight simulator there I, the latest flight simulator that i have seen oh my god it's like it's so realistic and yeah, you go you go through a yeah. checklist and and you start the apu and you know you get the you know you transfer the valve for the APU to whatever engine you're starting you hit the fuel switch i mean it, it, it's exactly like that so right and those checklists are in the aircraft too yeah so those checklists oh, are there as well but i i have a feeling that it's probably going to come out that this kid or this guy was probably a flight simulator junkie he probably played flight sim all the time when he was at home and that's very possible for very for possible to, to have been able he i think it's correct for the media or quote unquote aviation professionals to say like there's no way he could have done this without any prior knowledge of aircraft i think that's 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 say. fair and accurate yeah but, absolutely but or you, just some you, person off the you street do, right you do not need hands-on 
craft training in order to know how to do those systems. Because when you're sitting on the in the flight deck, it looks exactly like Flight Simulator. Like, I learned how to use autopilot by using Flight Simulator. Right. right. You well, know, <laughs> look at look at those lame ass YouTube videos that people put up there and yeah. you get suckered in to click on it. And then it's a damn flight simulator video. You know, I mean, because yeah, it looks so real. It does. <laughs> the so and I've I've jump seated many times. I was a flight dispatcher. That's uh, episode one or two. Um, but uh, uh just by observing in the cockpit, because I was required by the FAA regulations, by the FARs, as a as a flight dispatcher, we had to observe in the flight deck mm-hmm. so many yeah. hours. So I went jump seating around the country uh, right. at least once a year. Sometimes the privilege of being able to jump seat saved my ass at the same time, so I didn't get stranded somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, really. But when you're in there, you're supposed to observe. So you observe from the moment that the first officer gets back in his seat uh, after doing the walk around and you observe the procedure from, you know, the very from the from the chime to turn on the seatbelt sign all the way through the the pre-taxi checklist, the pre-engine start checklist, the engine start checklist, the mm-hmm. the taxi checklist, the pre-takeoff checklist, the takeoff checklist, the right. post-takeoff right. check. There's a checklist for almost every single phase of flight. Well, there is. And yeah, and and and, and, and so it's it's and, and somebody that's versed in aviation, right? Like it makes all it's complete sense. Right. Like there is there is no doubt that either one of us could be on an aircraft and the you know the pilot you know one of the pilots has a heart attack and the other one needs like some assistance you know to get the aircraft out. Maybe something happened. There's no doubt I could sit next to whatever pilot mm-hmm. and assist him in bringing that aircraft down safely. Right. There's no question. Keep a you just keep a cool head and you follow the procedures. That, that, that's right. all it is. Exactly. Now, I know um, I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong. For all those that have paid tens of thousands of dollars for flight training and invested, you know, however many oh, thousand hours oh, as an no, instructor. Not as a, no, all. I'm not diminishing that at all. No, because you no, require because that a difference training. between somebody that did this where he got lucky, right, and and you know was able to do that in aircraft and the pilots who've trained hundreds and thousands of hours and have flown hundreds and thousands of hours. Right. Like Basically, in order to perfect their profession, there's a huge difference between somebody doing this and somebody that flies you safely from oh, point yeah. A to point right. B. Yeah. Basically I think the, along the lines what you guys are saying, is, you know, let's look back at September 11th and those guys, they did take some flight training, but they didn't, they didn't go through all of the flight training. In other words, they didn't get all their certifications all the way up through commercial and multi, all true, that. They true. got basic flight training, yeah. and they were able to fly airliners into buildings. But, so, right. so, so, so one, if one common thread... cowards right. can fly an airplane, but, anybody can fly but an airplane. But one, one, thread thread one common thread with all of those hijackers... Yeah. And if you if when they went back to the different flight schools and they were doing the the uh, investigations and that none of them were interested in landing the plane. I know that I still find that so weird 
that that, that wouldn't raise any red flags. I, mean, I know they were. I know they were on the radar because there was a flight school that did call the FBI, but nobody like did, did anything, anything about it with yeah. it. You know about it. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I just need to know how to well, fly a plane when and, it's in the air. <laughs> and, and we can and we can speculate with why this happened in Seattle and what happened, and the media is going to speculate, and irresponsible members of the media are going to speculate, and you know, I just my impression is. I don't think I don't know if he expected to get airborne. He's like, oh shit, here I am. <laughs> Yeah, no. Now what do I mean? He, you he, know, he picked the he he picked the perfect aircraft, though. I mean, a Dash Eight. I'm sure has a lot of lift. Has a, I mean, it would <laughs> yeah. be an easy aircraft to fly. It's made for short fields. It's made for you know. I well, mean, and they haven't I, they haven't indicated if he took off from an active runway or a taxiway. Right. I'm willing right. to I'm, bet it was from a taxiway I and know. it was a short Could takeoff be, yeah. because Those taxiways with, are pretty long too. With the, I wouldn't, with I wouldn't the, doubt it. Yeah. I'm sure surveillance footage will come out sometime right. soon. And with as with as uh, powerful as those engines are on those uh, Q400s, first yeah. off, there were no passengers. No bags, right. so no payload whatsoever. Not he said it only had like uh, what thirty six hundred pounds of fuel or something. Right. That thing right. probably took off in like thirty yards. <laughs> I know. Oh I yeah, know. that's yeah. I mean, he. I'm sure he was pleasantly surprised how quickly he got up. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, all, all I can say is you know, <clears throat> rest in peace, Rich. But I what hope hell? you were. I hope your last thoughts were good ones, and yeah, yeah and let, and let everybody know. know what not to do. And because right. you freaked a lot of people out. And and <laughs> Bebo, if you're listening, thank you for not taking other any other lives with you. Exactly, exactly, and and that's that's the one important thing everybody needs to mm-hmm. is realize is he he wasn't trying to harm anybody, even though he did put a lot of people in harm's yeah. way. Well, yeah. and, but that was not his intention. He right. didn't steal it to, you know, be a terrorist and fly it into a building. He didn't steal it to, yeah. you know, make threats or demand something. You know, he just, it's just sad. And 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 I, I think the one thing, you know, also too, is just, it's just to, I guess, say, you know, it's totally possible for this. And this is, this is exactly like, a lot of other things that happen in in life where there I don't necessarily think that there's a problem with security at the airport and that there's a problem with stuff like this happening or the background and, check process yeah or the background check process is look this is a guy who decided to do something really stupid and mm-hmm. it it's the same thing with maybe even the gun control argument it's like how about we start blaming the people who are committing these acts instead of the actual weapon or instead of the airplane. Like, let's blame. I'm just surprised that nobody in the media has says, oh, let's ban airplanes. Yeah, it's out there somewhere. Just look at Facebook. Let's let's ban airplanes (laughs) because they're dangerous and they can, you know, if somebody can grab an airplane like this, you know, and do, I mean, it's, it's, so I mean, do you get do you get what I'm trying to say? I do. Here? I know exactly what you're trying to say. It's it's just a, a, a bro. A, he said it himself. He's a broken guy. Mm-hmm. He has some screw, you know, some screws loose, and yeah. feel bad for him. But it, I mean, objectively, we would have to talk about how do you prevent something like 
this in the future. Right. Yeah. And I think people are well, freaking out and doing all these things. And, and there's going to be all kinds of suggestions of things that are just are not necessary. So what do you guys think? I mean, how do you prevent something like this in the future? Other than trying to notice if somebody's suicidal and trying to get them some help, obviously. But right. I'm talking about the practical thing of somebody taking an aircraft. Well, I think the most practical thing right now uh, would be to um, put locks on the cabin doors. Yeah, but, but then you have to think of something like, okay, well, who has access to that? Okay, right. well, we're not going to give ramp guys access but amp mechanics that need to do work while the aircraft's grand will have access well how do you know that guy isn't snap mentally right exactly you know? that that's that's i mean that's it's, that's the point that i'm trying to make there's really nothing that yeah, you can not. do um you I know mean, has this ever happened before i yes. mean i wouldn't know there, worldwide but well there there actually has where been. they've got off the ground Mo yeah, I mean there there's been people that have committed to I mean there's been aircraft that where the whole aircraft was full and crashed. There was an Egypt Air aircraft years ago. Right. Where the pilot locked the other one of the pilots he, he locked, locked the, the other pilot out the of the cockpit. The captain locked the FO out of the cockpit before he flew yep. it into the ground. And and he flew it right into the ocean. Uh, yep. Killed everybody on board. Well, I'm I'm having a memory of um a FedEx employee who yep, started right. attacking the pilots with like a, a hammer. Yep. He was jump seating. I don't remember the outcome of yep. that one though. They well, actually landed the aircraft safely. Okay. The the, the pilot that was attacked, uh, he was he, able to bring the aircraft down. They yep. were able to restrain him. But they found out, if yep. I remember right, that he was planning on flying the aircraft flying into the aircraft. FedEx offices. Yep, yep, because yep. yeah. he was a disgruntled employee. Yep. So, and then of course there was the Malaysia Airlines. That's, uh, I mean, that's got yeah. that's got suicide written all over it. Yeah, it's um, true. Yeah. Yep. So, shortly after the FedEx uh, thing happened, uh, do you remember about the incident that happened down here in St. George, Utah? I do. Why don't you talk about it? Because you actually had worked for Skywest. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention the airline, but it's already well, in the media, so it's not a big it's deal. All over, yeah. It's all over anyway, media and all over the So internet. I told you guys I was working that night, right? Were you? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. So anyway, um, uh, Aaron, Ryan, yeah, I was working yeah. that night. <laughs> so... <clears throat> anyway, well, thank I'm you. I'm gonna start calling you, you PP. <laughs> uh, so, as you recall, I was a flight dispatcher for SkyWest Airlines, and uh, several years ago, um, this all started on a Saturday, I believe, was the day of the week, and um, uh, it was either Friday or Saturday. But anyway, uh, we had to cancel a flight because the captain was a no-show. Uh, and, um, he was either a no show or he was taken off of the flight by, by crew support. But, uh, so this, a link to a story out of Colorado Springs started circulating through the office about an airline pilot that was wanted for questioning in connection, um, of a murder, uh, to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, anyway, as, as. Time went on and we got more details and people started putting two and two together. Well, it was this captain who was suspected of murdering his girlfriend and he disappeared and went on the run. Well, the next night, 
you know, this was still kind of fresh around the office. Everybody was was talking about it, but it wasn't really, you know, nobody was going like, uh, well, gee, where do you think he's going? He's just missing. The police are looking for him. Right. So I just assumed he went to. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we get a call from the airport police uh, saying that somebody had tried to steal one of our aircraft or tried to break into it or something. And and you know how initial reports go. Nobody has all the details. They just don't know what's going on. And um, anyway, so one of our dispatchers, uh, when she got off shift, she drove out to the airport and called us back and uh, told us what had happened. So this guy had gained access to the aircraft um, and... Uh, had started. Now, granted, this guy was a captain. He he yeah, flew he, the CRJ two hundreds. He, he, yeah, he knew the knew aircraft. How to take that aircraft and do whatever he wanted. Yes. So he was. Um, uh, he he boarded the aircraft, um, moved the jetway back, and tried to use the reverse thrust to back the aircraft up, uh, which is not normal taxi procedure for the CRJ two hundred. And um, and then I guess he I don't know if he thought he got back far enough, but then he started forward and tried to make the turn, caught the edge of the uh, wing on the jetway in the building and I guess tried to break free and just like firewalled the throttles. And it finally gave through, and he, like, taxied over the fence into the parking lot, took out a chunk of the baggage <laughs> yeah. claim area in the airport. I remember and, seeing the photos of that. Yeah, what, and what so he didn't succeed, and I believe that there was a brief standoff with police, and then he shot himself. Right. And so... Well, do, you, do you remember... I remember, I remember, I'm just wondering how he gained access to the aircraft, because I think it was locked. Yeah, it and was. He, so he went through he went the, in through uh, the cabin. emergency hatch yeah. cabin up top, right? Yep, he did. He went I through the, the top. I think the footage I remember seeing that they released was him like going in on the top of the aircraft. Like he gained it. He got on top of uh, the aircraft and God, you just saw him kind of just the, jump right down yeah, in. And I, I never saw that footage, but, um, wow. you know, being, being a jump seater, I was briefed on how to open that thing from the inside. That's for damn sure. Um, but, uh, but the scariest part of that whole thing is now when an aircraft is parked overnight, um, and maybe some people know this, maybe they don't, we're already running about 50 minutes, so I'll be as brief as I can. But, uh, when, when a flight is planned, it's, it's, and this is per the FARS, it's planned for the burnoff, which is the amount of fuel it takes to get from the origin to the destination, then you've got the alternate fuel, which in case of inclement me- inclement weather, you're required to try and get him to, you know, the, the furthest alternate uh, when you plan it that way. But then there's also a reserve, which uh, is basically 45 minutes in a nutshell. So that that aircraft and then then and then at the uh, dispatchers or the pilot's discretion any extra fuel that they fit may need you know maybe for atc maybe yeah, just because yeah. there's inclement weather but it doesn't require an alternate per the regulations but uh so this airplane maybe had an hour's worth of fuel maybe an hour and 15 20 minutes so the scariest part for us was what was he gonna do if he got airborne 
What was he? Was oh, he going to try and fly to Mexico? Was he going to try and fly and land somewhere else? Was, yeah, was he, he gonna, disgruntled yeah, was he with Sky it? West because they, they, you know, maybe had a part of the authorities determining who he was? Was he going to fly? I mean, it just. It was it well, was a very a scary, scary thing, thing. Yeah, and I lost a somebody, lot of sleep for a long time over that. When somebody gets in that frame of mind where it's just over, and so it doesn't really matter what they do, that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so weird about this guy in, in Seattle versus the guy you know there mm-hmm. um, in St. George is like the guy in St. George was a murdering piece of shit, right? And, <laughs> and as it rich, turns out, I mean. We don't know much about this rich guy. Maybe he did something really bad, and he just sounds like he's really cool and calm. Right. We just don't know if, if you know. But but it's, yeah, I mean, apparently, it's just this guy just fell on some bad times or something. And, and yeah, you just don't know, man. And, and you know, the, the one thing, the last thing that I'll say about this is, is the worst thing that the FAA or the airlines could do is start implementing all this unnecessary shit because of what happened. Mm-hmm. This was um, this was one individual. This was one individual. Um, lots of people have access to the air. I mean, there's there's so many things in place right now that actually do protect mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, you're gonna get somebody that is gonna turn out bad. It's just a numbers thing, mm-hmm. but. So the the only I was really thinking about as I was talking with my wife Jessica last night about this we were going through it and I was thinking the only logical thing that I think that airports or airlines could could implement immediately is maybe like like a buddy system like when and anything that has to be done on an aircraft there has to be two people yeah that's, that's that came to mind as work. well like, and yeah. yeah and 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 that could help because. If somebody's suicidal and you got another person, it might make them think twice about trying to pull something. Well, um, and the other person might even be able to prevent that from happening. It, ex- and that's my point, too. Yeah, right. that other person. Because, I mean, if I was working the ramp and somebody's like, dude, I'm taking this. I'm like, bullshit, you're taking this airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And and stop him or try to be like, dude, you really do not want to. You know, I mean, so there, there's... There's all kinds of things, mm-hmm. but I think it's just something simple and logical. Step back. Just require any time, any kind of servicing or anything has to be done to an airplane, no matter if it's towing it, cleaning it, fueling it, um, a, a mechanic having to do something, always require it. Now, obviously, it's going to be expensive to have, you know, to make sure you have it, that amount of people Right. But that's what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And it just needs to be something simple like that. And that's about all you can do. You can put as many locks on the aircraft. You can put as many restrictions on the aircraft. But if somebody is alone and they want to do something crazy, they will find a way. Yes, they will. And so yeah. maybe a buddy a system or something. Yeah. So I just want to mm-hmm. give one final thought on this, if I could, mm-hmm. um, is, well, maybe two final thoughts. No, I'll just narrow it down <laughs> to one. <laughs> just don't quote the just, FARS while you're doing it. Just, You'll be okay. Shut the hell up. <laughs> just the fact that he was up there doing like barrel rolls and loops. 
Yeah. That just makes me suspect even more that uh, <laughs> that he's a that, flight, simulator, a flight junkie. simulator junkie. Yeah, I just, I know. you know, <laughs> I know. Anyway, and uh, of course, you want to thank uh, the pilots of those F fifteen Cs that were um, launched out of Portland. You know, they yeah. put their lives I, on the line. Uh, I thought it was really cool how quick their response was. You know, yeah. oh, it was. Well, Nor NORAD has got our asses. Yeah, yep. well, I mean, they've, they've got our asses taken. Can care. you imagine being one of those pilots in the F 15 just talking through what you're seeing? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. Like, I know. You know, I I mean, it's pretty crazy, but uh, I don't mean to say something was cool in the incident like this because it's sad. Yeah, but, I did not but make light of it. it makes but you but feel yeah, protected. it's like. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Yeah. Our military, again, proving that they're the best in the world in my well, actually, it was just an unnecessary show of force and a waste of money, and I'm going to have trauma <laughs> from it now because of the Hey, PP. Thank you, PP. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of rants, uh, Ryan, you had a rant that uh, you wanted to go over. Why don't well, we go I ahead did. and move do into that? Do we have that? time for it? Yeah, I'm we sure do. I just... we'll... Okay, it's really quick. We'll go over this I rant, came... we'll talk about it, and then we'll uh, go into the aircraft challenge. Yeah. Okay, I came across it on Facebook. I don't need to say who the individual is. Actually, I don't even didn't really even pay attention who said this. So, my opinion is solely just annoyed. Okay, <laughs> and it it comes from our history in the uh, it, working in the industry, and I just think I just think it warrants a talking about because it annoys it. It really annoys me. When people just take what pilots and ground crews and flight attendants, everyone does for granted. And um, and it has to do with, it's a really long post. And like I said, I'm not even going to talk about who it came from. But <laughs> basically, get, we'll get the gist of the it. The gist of it is, you know, it's very dramatic. I am today and I have all this emotion because I've barely slept and... Southwest Airlines has to really step up their game. I'm incredibly dissatisfied with them. In the last 24 hours, I have experienced a rain delay from North Carolina, Chicago. <laughs> wait, wait. It, a rain just, delay? Listen, listen, okay. <laughs> which makes, which made me miss my connected flight being diverted from Vegas. Uh, before oh coming gosh. home was hard. Instead of getting home at 10.15, we got home at 2.45. Oh. Then we needed to catch a flight at 8.15. Oh. And, you know, I'm not even going to say the event they were going to, but it was like, so they, they missed an event they were going to, okay? And Damn again, rain. I'm not, I'm not being insensitive to that. It sucks when you buy an airline ticket to go somewhere and you miss something. So I'm not insensitive to that. This is where the insensitivity for me comes in that just makes me mad. It said... We got on a plane and started a taxi out, and the pilot said we had to head back because a, con a control panel became dislodged, and they needed to repair it. They said maybe 15 to 20 minutes. That didn't happen. We got off the plane. We're, we'll miss what we were going to, and here and all they do is give you $100 credit for your trouble. The whole reason we're going blah, blah, I'm trying to keep it together, but I'm so angry. Why not do this? Here we go. This is what pisses me off. Why not do routine maintenance on your planes oh to ensure the safety God. of 
passengers and your flight crew. I will never fly them again. I can't believe how bad you're treated. And they just say, sorry, there's nothing we can do. I bet if people decided not to fly until you fix your planes, you might open your eyes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, listen, people, anyone out there, if you're not familiar with the aviation industry, I want you to know pilots, ground crews, just in case you didn't know this, they don't have control over the goddamn weather. Okay? Exactly. So, if the weather is bad and it's serious enough, which I'm sure Tony can touch on because he's a dispatcher, and they make the call to delay a flight, guess what? That is for your safety. So you don't die in a fucking thunderstorm. Get that? So, so listen, they're not just delaying the flight because they want to. Or that they were ill-prepared. It's it's not like the pilots are sitting there going... Oh, you know, Harvey, I just don't want to do this late well, tonight. Well, yeah, I'm sure they want to their oh, families, oh I'm sure. So, gosh. It, it, and once again, I just want to reiterate the frustration is with just the lack of appreciation and knowledge. Like, right. I, I'm, if I were in a room with you, I'd be like, I'm really sorry you missed your thing. That's sad. But, hey, don't you think it's better than taking a chance at death? Yeah, I know. And, you're you're alive, and so you they, can get the next one. Yeah, and, and when they talk about... And it's and probably someone, a good idea that you're not writing policy for the airlines. Yeah, yeah right? No shit. Seriously. And and then when it says maybe do routine maintenance on your airplanes, all right, well, let me just... I'm not a mechanic, but I worked oh. with them and around them for a lot of years, and I can tell you that aircraft themselves go through extremely vigorous process of upkeep and over certain amounts of hours like if it and it's pretty incredible how deep they go into it when they do these um these checks and stuff so i can guarantee you they're doing maintenance but hey here's another thing when they fly every day all day for hours on end things are gonna wear out and guess what they have to replace them and when they have to replace them (laughs) and it breaks when you're taxiing out once again, that is for your safety. They're not willing to risk their lives and 150 other people's lives so you can get to where you need to go on a maybe. Exactly. So, people, oh my you gosh. need to appreciate so, when things happen, it is a shit show. Do you think the gate agents like having to take care of hundreds of people that aren't going to get to their destinations? They're doing the best they can. And they are doing what the airlines give them, what they can do. They can't magically snap their fingers and an airplane appears and you get to your destination. So here's my advice. When you plan something and you travel, you should just plan for a worst case scenario. And that is something could happen. And you need to know that. So don't schedule things where it's so tight to where you could miss something. Because if you do... There is that chance, and you have to know that. And this is coming from someone who's been on many planes that have been delayed and many oh, yeah. flights. Many- I've I missed going to um, Texas at uh, Magic Mountain with my family because RMD80 took off and they couldn't get the gear to go up. So we had to circle around the Great Salt Lake, come back and land. Well, it wasn't going to be fixed for a while, and the next flight wasn't until the next morning. And guess what? I yeah of course I was like that sucks I'm pissed 
But on the other hand, I wasn't like, maybe you should do better maintenance on your airplane so that this doesn't happen. <laughs> like, uh, good lord. Okay, there. I'm done. My rant's no, over. It, you guys it, can... It, it, it is... It's it's true though. No, it's true. And well, it's just another example of people taking aviation for granted because aviation allows our lives to function so effortlessly. Effortlessly. Oh my god, I'm all worked up now. Like effortlessly what? as it effort effort. Let me, What's that goddamn hey, word? Effort? Effortlessly. There you go. Thank you. Effortlessly. <laughs> I still said it wrong. Okay, I we that's, know that that's my point. I don't even gotcha. know that's a effortless, just be effortless, effortless, <laughs> effortless, lesslessly. So Aaron, effortless. So okay, Aaron, so, for for your benefit, yes, there are federal aviation regulations that um, oh, cover the kidding. weather and mechanical issues. Exactly, but I no, won't go true. into them. <laughs> I knew you just yeah. wanted to hear that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, so I know it's it's it, it is so true. Aviation allows us to live. But you know what? We should the way do. We do. That, don't we take should, it for granted. Exactly. People. Don't take it for granted. And this, I'm just gonna say, this is just like the ultimate case of just complete utter ignorance ignorance and, yeah, and taking another, it for we need granted. to come up with a hashtag a av ignorance or aviation yeah, ignorance or exactly that's that's a good one i mean we definitely need but for, but so. but not only just ignorance but it's like willful ignorance so they're going to ignore it but yet right. they have an authority to criticize it because well, they've yeah, ignored it, it and that's just absolutely asinine like like what do they think a vote's gonna happen uh Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cabin speaking. Uh, we have a loose control panel in the wing. Um, but we're just going to go about anyway. maybe repairing it. Uh, flight attendant will come by and ask for your vote whether or not we should or should not go. And we'll tally up the votes and we'll decide if you want your lives to be in danger or not. You know, like, that's exactly. just all I can think about. And it's just exactly. like, I can't believe anyone would complain that they're for for their own safety i really yeah, can't totally so need- if it's about missing something that you're going to be like you know what damn it i'm so pissed i missed that you know it sucks i wish it would but you know but when you blame these people that right. these airline employees that have shit flung at them daily oh, because yeah. you know i've worked with and my right. girlfriend worked for the airlines and everything and the the stories they have about what people do and say to them are mm-hmm. just like unbelievable. Yeah, and it's, it's like you guys said, it just comes down to ignorance. So it is what it is. But right. I had to get that off my chest because okay. I. It's one of those things you read on social media and you start to type a response, and then you're just like, <laughs> you know what? This is a waste of my time because they just get it. Or it's you know, like the, maybe I better not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this this is a great episode because I think yeah. we got a lot of. You know how in episode one, it was it one or two, we talked about how this podcast would be a little bit of therapy. therapy. Yes. It's, this was a great uh, therapy session. On Thank many, you. many different levels. So we should talk, before we get into the aircraft challenge really quick, we should talk about this a little bit further on an upcoming episode. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Talk about what? We should talk about just this a little bit more in an upcoming episode about about why flights get delayed and what happens and what the thought yeah, process we, is. Maybe behind. educate no, people. That yeah, is, yeah, that is a good idea. Exactly. Bad idea. 
And uh, like I said, I have nothing against this individual personally. It's just the <laughs> they're a fucking that I had idiot. A hard time with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Nothing. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, next round of the aircraft challenge, Ryan. Okay, where are we okay, at now? Yeah, we're going northwest. Um, okay. We made it through all four regions. Um, wow. Which, which was a little easier, but now it's going to get really hard because I'm looking at a few of these in just one of the regions, and I'm like, damn it, this is going to be tough. But <laughs> let's get going. Um, uh, so we have two, four, six, eight. We have eight aircraft. Um, going up against each other. No, no more buys, right? No more buys, so okay. we made it through the round of buys. So this is and the now, second round, and which division yep. are we doing? Northwest. Northwest, Northwest. okay, sorry. Yep. So, um... Oh, this right. is a I'll tough one, I'll just jump huh? right into it, then. This this one, these are all tough, I'm just gonna tell you right now. Uh, the XP-70, so I believe the Valkyrie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, up against the F-117. You're a Valkyrie! Oh it's funny. <laughs> yeah. There was just Nighthawks spotted flying recently. Yeah, we I talked wish, about that last episode. I, I wish think. that were the case with the XB70. Yeah, right. <laughs> these are these are both like X Files type aircraft. I know. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I'll I'll just take the reins on this one. Even though they're both very cool aircraft, I just can't. I can't go against the XB-70. It's just too badass. <laughs> I know. So there's my vote. Quick one. You guys can take longer, but that's that's my vote. <laughs> you want to go next or you want me, brother? Should we just do it together? Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> well, well, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's like no. <laughs> Don't do not bring up pens or tummy sticks right now, okay? Please. Okay, um, here we go. Okay, let's say the aircraft together. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. XB seventy Valkyrie. Okay, uh, all right. Easy. You, I mean, that, I mean love easy, the but night. Awesome, like the first operational um stealth aircraft in the world. I mean, unless there's something else that was, you know. I mean, there was the have blue before it, but I'm talking about operational right? Air Force. Well, um, you guys remember what my email address used to be, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The Valkyrie. Email. Valkyrie totally. 1117. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, XB70 Valkyrie, one amazing looking aircraft ever. Yep. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube, look up the XB70 Valkyrie. And uh, there's some pretty cool YouTube videos. And, of course, there's the sad, unfortunate one about the one where the uh, chase plane uh, cripples it and kills it. That's right. The second prototype, I believe it was. Exactly. Wasn't that over in... Oh, no, no, no. That was Edwards. That was over. Oh, that was Edwards. That was Edwards. It was an F-104 that uh, got caught in its... um, Weight turbulence. Oh, I was thinking about something. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, okay, next. Okay, cool. So yeah, XB seventy. Next one. The F fourteen Tomcat. (laughs) (laughs) The classic, and then the C five Galaxy. Oh, really? Yeah, I told you it's gonna. It's only gonna get more and more difficult. Um, I'm not going first first on this one. (laughs) Um, I'll go. I'll go first. I I just recently posted an article, or at least posted about the article on our Instagram about the C5M Super Galaxy program. Uh, Lockheed Martin just finished um, upgrading all the C5Bs, um, and then a couple, one C5A and then a a C5C, I believe, that was specially made for the space program. 
but um uh the c5m is quite impressive now with the new engines and it all fit and everything um, gosh but how do you go against the f14 tomcat you know you Jeez, think yeah. top gun you think just badass mach 2 fighter it's it's shot down enemy aircraft before. It just looks badass and Top Gun, so I'm gonna have to go F-14. Even mm. though I love seeing the C5 every time I do. Well, not only seeing the C5, but hearing the C5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't. He- you know what though? You won't anymore. All the A models are retired, mm-hmm. and every single C5 that's operational now all has the new engines. I know. And so they're they're all quiet yeah, now. No, no more noise. of that C five howling that was so awesome. That was just one of the coolest things ever. Uh, just hearing. So I lived out. Uh, I'm gonna go next. Is that okay, Ryan? Yep. Yep. Okay. We'll just yeah. Yep. So I lived out in uh, Memphis for a little while. Worked out by the airport, and the uh, local Air National Guard unit was a C five Galaxy unit. And oh, cool. So I used to just see him lined up sometimes uh taken off three or four at a time or landing and that just oh that sound it still just gives me chills um, i know i know yeah I, if you have never heard that go google c5 galaxy um and listen there's some cool youtube videos and some cool videos oh yeah posted of, uh, uh, of those cool old right howling engines now i have flown in a c5 Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're lucky. Damn. I flew to and from Europe on one, and the funny thing about those things, oh, I wish we weren't running long. I, I had some great stories, but that thing is so big and so heavy that every time it lands, something breaks. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. And when we were flying to Europe, we got caught or we got stuck in Goose Bay, Labrador, for like two days because we were waiting for parts, and then the crew timed <laughs> out. Anyway, but every time one of those things lands, uh, something breaks on it. But it's just the coolest thing. The passenger compartment is up behind the flight deck uh, or the cockpit. Um, (laughs) And you face aft. So you're facing backwards. And like when they've got the uh, the air conditioning running in the aircraft, when it's just sitting on the ground, it's there's the air is just so cool and condensed. It's like it's like this eerie fog coming out, you know, <laughs> yeah. of the vents, and so it's like this this breathing beast. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, isn't there another crew compartment though, like just forward of the tail? Uh, yes, there is actually, but we were all up uh, yeah. by the by the cockpit, and and when you go down the ladder, you're facing the the cargo bay of the aircraft, and yeah. it is amazing how much shit fits in one of those things. It is. It is. Are so you talking cool. about like rubber dog shit, um, or just possibly shit out of Hong Kong? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. Anyway, um, but. Uh, well, we'll, you know, we'll have to do one of I our future podcasts Absolutely. where we just talk about our experiences. It, like our we're aviation experience definitely going to have to. And I absolutely yeah. love the F-14 Tomcat. I saw Top Gun way too many times. Joined the Air Force, not the Navy. I joined the Air Force. Yes, you heard it right. <laughs> and no, I wasn't misguided. It's um, just because you don't swim that well. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted Top Gun without the ocean. Um, but uh, I... 
I'm going to leave it up to you, Ryan. I have to say the C5 just because oh, I've had dang. so many experiences in the aircraft and around it. Uh, I mean, I, I could literally flip a coin, but I'm going to say the C5. Yeah, I don't think we're going to allow flipping coins anymore. It makes it too easy. <laughs> but uh, I was worried you were going to do this because um, one of the, the the main reasons or one of the main movies that really just caught me was the one we talk about all the time was Top Gun and I love seeing that thing fly. I've seen it fly at air shows, and when, even when it doesn't matter when if the wings are swept or if out, like it looks so cool. And all I can think about are some of those scenes in Top Gun when they're in the desert and doing the low passes. But then I remember the first time as a kid, I saw the C five. <laughs> um, so. So and I was just blown away. I just remember the first time I saw that thing, and the first time I saw one fly. Um, you just get that little pit in your stomach because <laughs> it almost looks like it's not moving, <laughs> and you just think it's gonna fall out of the sky. And then, um, and then when you see it on display at air shows, and what the first time I saw when they had the nose up, um. Oh, man, I mean, <sighs> I I know we got time here, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> do you want to get on your knees and pray about it? <laughs> yeah, we I'll don't have time. In seven to ten days. Um, <laughs> um, I think just just for the purpose of just. Growing up and loving, I think I'm gonna go with the F-14. Sorry, brother, oh, <laughs> brother Tony. I should say, <laughs> sorry, brother Tony. That's, no, but just know how difficult that, that was for me. That was a hard. All right. Um, no, I think if you would have said the C5, that probably would have been the first really true upset in the aircraft challenge yeah, because I know true. the F-14 F- uh, was definitely you know, a favorite. So, all right. Yeah. So next one. Okay. Next one. And I think Tony goes first. Um, the B 52. Okay. Is that strata fortress? Strata right? fortress. And the F 35. The mm. lightning two. Dang it. The lightning. Du. The lightning. <laughs> du. All right. Um, so Tony go first on this one. Have you guys ever seen a B 52 take off? Are you kidding? Of course. From yeah, awesome from like in front of it or have you seen one <laughs> land i just i mean i've i've seen one land i've seen one fly it's goth awesome i mean not like directly in front i've seen video footage right oh. and uh i've seen the uh the b52 that they have out at edwards that uh launched all of like the lifted body and the x15 mm-hmm. flights and all yeah. that yeah um I Pima Pima Air and Space Museum has the one at the X fifteen program too. Oh, nice! Really cool. Very cool. You know, but I mean, how can you go against even the legacy and everything else? How can you go against the most advanced, the most versatile, the most badass thing flying in the sky today? That is the F thirty five. 
Lightning too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just so, I, I there's there's no way so to go against it. I love the B fifty two, but there's there's you just can't go against the F thirty five. Got it. So I'm next. Um, <clears throat> is so that you, unanimous? You guys, you guys, the remember the movie was it by Dawn's Early Light or something? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that about B fifty two? Yeah, it was a it was like a hypothetical situation where a B fifty two had to launch a nuclear weapon. Yeah, or How did that I, not make any of our lists? Oh my I god! Don't know. But I do you know. know? I remember. Uh, don't they like in wow. that movie where the uh, the um, the windscreens are and the windows and stuff. Don't they have like those metal curtains? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, if to they need to show them from the brightness of yeah. blast, I'm like, hey, don't spray it. Um, <laughs> that's a. The, I mean, the B fifty two popped into my head literally yeah. just right now. The B fifty two was that. literally a doomsday aircraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a time when. The Strategic Air Command had a B-52 in the air 24-7. I mean, they really? always had something ready mm-hmm. and aren't they, a B-52. And aren't they putting new engines on those, too? They are. There's, Yep, they are. The Air Force is going to start a uh, uh, re-engining them. Wow, yep. that'll be... If they don't have the same style of engines, I don't know if it'll just look like Well, it's going to be... The, the requirement of that program, though, is the engines have to fit in the current nacelles. Okay, right. Right. So there's still going to be eight engines. still going to look the same. It just won't look like it's smoking a cigar every... <laughs> See, <laughs> that's that's the off. one thing be... about the B-52. Just like I the know. C-5. The I noise know. with the C-5 and the B-52 with... You see those eight plumes of smoke coming out of the back I of the know. aircraft, and you know you're screwed. Damn efficiency so. and technology. I Why know. does it have to get better? <laughs> right. Exactly. Damn. Well, maybe if they kept their aircraft like <laughs> upped better. I know. I know. It's so crazy. The Air Force plans on keeping the B-52 around till like 2040. Yeah, that's and as, crazy. As soon as the new B-21 comes online, they're gonna. Re- retire the b2 and the b1 yeah and keep the b52 going that's so that's just so bizarre. i know it's gonna be like a hundred years old retire. that's crazy so are um, we are we unanimous on the f-35 i'm i'm gonna say f-35 yeah, yeah definitely i mean okay. I, I i mean just in the our, interest our, of time, our boy yeah. fast would probably smack us if we voted anything <laughs> right <laughs> All right. Oh, hey! Um, shout shout out to Fast and Kristen Kenny for that uh, Instagram photo. That was yeah. cool. Oh yeah, yeah that re- that's Big right. Utah Jazz fan Kristen Kenny, one of the broadcasters for the Jazz, I guess, went and did uh, a visit up there. Um, which, by the way, I need to get in touch with Fast and say we would love oh, to know. come we out didn't... and say hello. Yes, we would. So um, anyway, okay. So F thirty five moves on. Um, are we back to me going first again? Yes. Yeah. I think we are. Yep, we are. La- last uh, part of this region for this this round. Um, now this one is also really hard, but uh, the the B two. Mm-hmm. Spirit. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, bomber. And the B fifty eight Hustler. Oh. Ooh, I wanna be a mother <laughs> Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh. The only disadvantage I have with the B fifty eight, see it fly, right. um, but I do remember ha- having a model of it oh, when yeah. I was younger, and yeah, those four too. big engines that hang from the bottom and sign, and the B two is is 
what a technological uh, feat there. I, but you know what? I've always loved the B-58. I'm going with the B-58. I remember the first time I saw a B-2 fly, and it just it looked like it was from out of this world. I mean, it was smooth and quiet. It, it looks like a shadow, and that's what's so creepy about it. I, I mean, it gave me a lot of pride, obviously, you know, being an American and seeing that achievement. It looks um, like a spirit to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's, I mean, it, it does things that we probably will never know. Oh, and right. it's probably done things that we will never know to protect this nation and our allies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the people that it did it to didn't know either. Exactly. <laughs> they had no idea what happened. Right. Um, the B-58... The very I've never seen one fly. It was obviously retired way before I was even born. Um, mm-hmm. But the B-58, the Air Force's first supersonic bomber, um, nuclear-capable, and um, I was surprised. To, the very first one I've seen was at Pima Air and Space Museum, again, down, mm-hmm. down in Tucson. And, yeah, I was so surprised at how small it was. I mean, it really wasn't that that big. I mean, it's not much bigger than like an F one eleven. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, it's really not that big. But I have always loved the B fifty eight Hustler. I always thought it was such a badass design. That Convair Delta wing. Um, it had a cannon turret in the back. <laughs> um, a crew of three, and they're like, I, 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 I'm, I'm just. I'm going to have to go with the B-58 as well. Oh, um, well. B-58 Hustler, man. And and you know, even though that thing was smaller than the B-2 Spirit, it probably weighed about three times as much. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I well, I mean, obviously, you guys picked the B-58 Hustler. Uh, we're running short on time, so yeah. I concur. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, definitely good. the B-58 for me. Cool. Okay, so that wraps up the Northwest Division, right? Yep. Yep, that's right, until the next round. But okay. we'll, we'll do the next round of one of the other divisions. So, yep, next podcast, how about the Northeast Division, perhaps? Maybe. Yeah, we can okay. do whichever one we decide, Northeast. <clears throat> Sounds coming great. Coming up, stay tuned, be okay. safe. <laughs> next podcast <laughs> coming up soon, but first, uh, boys... Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram. That's my main place where I really post and, and all that. But uh, it is at Aaron Rumfalo. And, of course, follow our Instagram for Ramp Check Global, at Ramp Check Global. Um, we're always trying to post um, a lot of cool aviation content on there. And I'd love to see you guys follow and uh, share our info uh, with friends and family. Perfect. Ryan? You can find me at Rome. Follow me on Instagram and um, obviously at Ramp Check Global. And it's good to see our follower increase. Um, we seem to just be getting more and more with each podcast we do. So just share it. Share our Instagram. Share our podcast. Like it. Um, we'd love to have you guys. It's fun. Who doesn't want to hear a couple of guys... Talking about aviation. Talk about aviation. That's right. <laughs> I should say, who doesn't want to listen to three guys talk about aviation? Right. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks.
Uh, you can find Three me. Three guys in one cup. <laughs> oh, God. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, where's, man, the, no. where's the bleep button? Okay. Uh, Tony, find me. Where can find you, uh, Find me on Instagram, at trumfollow. Uh, you can find the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure uh, when you listen, you share, you subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Google Podcasts, uh, of course, on SoundCloud as well. And um, I think, Ryan, I'm going to let you take us out. All right. Thanks for everyone listening. Stay safe out there. Like I said, um, please take it easy on your pilots, gate agents, ramp workers. Um they're all trying to do a job to help you get to where you need to go and stay safe. Thanks to our military and all those that are helping keep us safe in our country and the families, everyone that makes sacrifice. Uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Peace out.